Travel Tales Podcast. I'm talking to Jimmy Swift, our first repeat guest here on the podcast. Back from India and Europe. How long were you gone for, you, Jimmy? Um, I was here in May, I guess. So was it eight months ago? Eight months. Eight months. And you did four months in Europe, right? Four months Europe and uh, four months India. Where were you staying in Europe? Where mostly? Well, that was, um, gosh, I was everywhere. I went to 22 countries in eight months, so I didn't really sit still for very long. 22 countries... In eight months. That, that must be some kind of a record. Not for an American, though. Americans are very used to just sending one. But you were on the, uh, on the trip, the, the Black Sea Run. Yes, the famous Black Sea Run. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Because when you were here last, you were building up this race. You had done it once. It's it a, before. Describe for the people again what the Black Sea Run is. Um, the best way to describe it is it's, it's basically the amazing race meets the Cannonball Run. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, a road trip through Europe, um, two weeks, two weeks road trip, um, 12 and countries. 12 countries. About 3,700 kilometers. How many miles is that? Well, I have a uh, converter. Yeah, we'll con- about, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say about 2,500. Okay. I, I'm probably way off. 3,700K. I'm trying to go with the kilometers because, you know, the whole, you know, being in Europe and stuff. I know, you're used to it. should go with the Celsius and the... Metric. <laughs> okay, look at us. We're in a race now. We're in a race for... Um, I'm, I forgot what I was doing. All right, yeah. Units. I would, I'm just going to guess it's probably 2,500. Not that I remember. Kilometers really. to yeah. miles. Got it. What is it? 3,700 kilometers is 2,299 miles. So 2,300 miles. Close enough. With, with wrong turns, and uh, I'm sure it'll be 2,500. That's like from here, from L.A. to Chicago. Yeah. Just about. Just about, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how many cars did you have doing it this time? We had 11. 11 cars. 11 cars. How many did you have the first year? Three. Three? Four. Four. But the fourth one didn't make it past the first day and it broke down. So you got a lot more participation this time. Yeah. I mean, the goal is each year to to try to double the the amount of people. So these single people or they were like teams? They were teams? They were groups of anywhere from two to, I think one car had like five or six people jammed into like a two-seater. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, then, and then one guy showed up uh, from Sweden in a limo, a stretched out... A stretch limo. Pimped out old school limo. Um, what, just a Swedish limo? What does a Swedish limo look like? Well, Who was, makes it? Who makes a limo in Sweden? It was an Opel. Oh, okay. So it was a German. It was like... It was cut, German it, it, was a, yeah, it, was a, it was a hack job. It was cut in half, welded <laughs> together. Um, but I actually ended up riding in this car most of the time. I, I called it the, the Black Sea Run Mobile Headquarters. Um, <laughs> And it was just great being chauffeured around. It was kind of like Cannibal Run. Like, have you seen the movie where the, of course. The, the, the monkey's driving the limo? Oh, it's a classic. And we basically sat in the back and drank the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a monkey driving, um, but uh, close enough, though. But it's not, so people know, it's not technically a race. It's, it's uh, you, whoever lands first, is there a prize? There, is a, there is a prize, but it's, it's, just, it's something normally stupid. Normally it's something we've scavenged along the way and, and, and present that as the winner trophy. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's not about the it's not about getting there first because if you got there first, you, you could drive there in two to three days, right? But then you you see nothing, you, you, you sit experience in your car the whole nothing. time, and you, exactly. So, the the winners are the the people with the most stories. So it's almost like a tour to France. So is, there's a, a checkpoints check along the way, right? Along the way. Okay. So how many different legs are we talking? How many checkpoints? Um, well, normally each night is a each stop is a is a checkpoint. Okay, so every really. day. So pretty much every day we try to meet somewhere. 
Uh, some people, you know, get lost and turned around. So, you know, you don't see them for a few days and then they'll, you know, a couple of days later you'll meet up with them <laughs> or see them broken down the side of the road as you drive by them. <laughs> but, um, do you set up hotel rooms or how does this no, work? No, no, no. We, you um, just, everybody's on their own. Everyone kind of wings it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, trying to keep it as, as free and, and open to, to, you know, to whatever happens. I think that's the, that was the goal. So last year's race, I remember you talked about it. It went like basically a lap around the Black Sea. No, that was that was 2010's race. We lap, was a lap around the Black Sea. Last, okay. Last year's was through. We started in Norway, Norway, Sweden. We took a ferry from from Sweden to Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, um, Poland, then Ukraine, and then we end on the Black Sea at a at a basically it's a rave, um, a music oh. festival. It's it's kind of like Burning Man, but on the water. With like half naked women from Russia. This is Kazan Tip. This right? is Kazan Tip, yes. And this is Absolute Paradise. How many people? How many They say there's like hundred and fifty thousand people there between because it's, wow. it's it's about a it's a and it lasts a month or something. A right? month. It's about three weeks, three and a half weeks long. Wow. So in that that span of time they say hundred and fifty thousand people have were there. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't seem that when you're there. I would, you know, but it's it's definitely quite busy. So that's the prize at the end of the rainbow. That's the prize after the after the long, dusty, dirty hours on the road. You know, beautiful, um, sunny skies and and really cheap drinks. <laughs> you know, a bottle of champagne. I think was four dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. So pretty much that's all we drank was champagne, which is really strange. They, they just kept buying bottles of champagne. I don't really oh. like champagne, but it was. You just kind of go with it, you know, when you're there. <laughs> you kind of feel like you're in some rap video, just kind of pouring out champagne on the right. people. Do you want to change the route every year, or is it going to be I've, No, I would same. like to keep it, we flip-flop each year, a northern route and a southern route. So last year was through the Baltics, through, you know, Sweden, you know, Latvia and Lithuania and stuff. This year is going to be through the Balkans, which is, people don't know, it's Budapest, Croatia, Macedonia, Montenegro, you know, mm-hmm. Albania, Romania, Bulgaria, those, <laughs> those countries. So basically, you know, because with Europe is, you know, Western Europe and it's, it's quite driving through like France and Italy. It's quite boring, you know, highways. There's not really much to see and do. Really? So we, driving through France and Italy is quite boring? Well, for most people. Not, Come on. Maybe for, maybe for someone like you. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's expensive. It's, it's nice. Oh, well, there's a difference roads. of being... Oh, it's, it's nice, smooth adventure. roads and expensive. That's it's not much of an. That doesn't mean it's boring. Old, it means an, it's pleasant for for an old lady like yourself. You know, <laughs> sixty just kind of cruising down the, the coast. Yeah, yeah who I'm would, sure with the top down, the wind in your curls. But um, but you're driving beater cars. You're not really flying on anything anyway. Yeah, but basically, the, the whole idea of the trip is supposed to be adventure. It's supposed to be going through little remote. Villages. So you want to make it harder. We want to make it hard because anyone, anyone, you know, my mom has done a, a road trip through south of France. Okay, you know, so uh, anyone can do that. So we want to keep it somewhat adventurous, and I think when you look at the map of, of Europe and you look at the countries, there's not really much left that's like kind of unexplored or kind of like a little little different. And and so Eastern Europe still has that if you if you in certain places. So uh, so yeah, the Baltics were great for that last year, and and the Balkans this year. I'm really excited about it. So so what were some of the complications that people ran into this uh, year? Um, this past year, this past year, um, not. I mean, there's a few, you know, a few times they re- with some issues with the police, but um, that was mainly just you know, kind of being idiots, um, driving <laughs> driving too fast, driving down one way roads. I think someone got pulled over for driving down a sidewalk. Um, 
Driving down, oh, back up. Driving down the sidewalk. Well, you know, Eastern Europe and some of these little small towns and villages, like you drive through there and it's one-way little cobblestone streets. And yeah. And, we don't know what the cows signs. will be walking across. Well, that's in Ukraine. They have cows. But, um, but yeah, you don't know what, you don't know if it's, if it's a one-way street or if it's a pedestrian street. You don't really, I don't know what the signs look like. So we just kind of wing it most of the time. And yeah, I found ourselves driving down tra- tram tracks and stuff like that. So, so like a lot of poor countries, if the cops pull you over, are they looking for some money? Some they're, all, they're always looking for money. I mean, that, well, <laughs> once you get towards like Russia, Ukraine, anything that Russia has touched, the old Iron Curtain, yeah, you know, uh, of course, those countries are are ready for you to. And you know, in Ukraine, I think we talked about this last time, but in Ukraine and and Russia, they 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 don't really have. I mean, they have police cars, but they don't drive around and pull people over in a traditional style that we're used to in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They basically sit on the side of the road with a little wand in their hand, and they just wave you down when you come come by them, and and they're gonna find a reason to get money out of you. So we always just drove was drove around them, and at some points, you know, almost ran uh, you know, ran them over because like they jump in front of the car, and they won't come after you. So you just kind of drive by them and pretend you're not looking. So that was the, they won't come after you. No. Oh yeah. So they just I, assume people are just going to pull over. Everybody yeah, just so pulls it's, over. It's, it's crazy to think that you know I'm the one that's organizing this, but I'm telling everyone just when the cops try pulling you over, just just keep going. So that was rule number one: just avoid the cops at all cost. But um, yeah, so last year I'm trying to think if uh, there were some people that did get pulled over. They had to pay a couple bribes, um, but I didn't. We didn't get pulled over. I think at all. I don't remember. What's a typical size of a bribe? Oh, I mean, you pretend you have no money. A lot of times it's it's a few dollars. Right. I mean, you never want to pull out a lot of money and be like, all right, how much do you want? Like, you got to, you know, and normally we had never had the right currency anyway, so we were always kind of screwed. So it's like, we just show the credit cards, like credit cards, and take that, and then, then the guy just waves you through. <laughs> normally when you start speaking loud English, yeah, especially with an American accent, they normally just like roll their eyes and kind of wave you past because they just don't want to bother. Because most of them don't really speak the best English. Right. But you'll see them trying to get their buddy over. Like, hey, hold on, let me let me get you know you know Deputy Bar Brady over here. He he speaks good English. Then, so if you wait around, you know, then they'll get someone that can translate quite well. So, um, but that's the rule of thumb: just avoid the police. But the key of this is also that you don't have a nice car, right? People are just pulling up. No, the yeah. older the better. The older and cheaper the better. Well, not necessarily the older the cheaper. It's just the the the, the weirder, really. I mean, you know, <laughs> small little cars, stretched limos, you know. School buses, whatever that's just you know different and unique, you know, because you know you drive through these countries and and some of these places that you know people were looking at us like the car that I was in this stretched out limo. We painted it looked like you know a leopard print car with with flags <laughs> sticking out of the front of it. They thought we were some probably ambassador of some yeah. you know small West African country or something. Probably thought you were just a band. You know, they, you just they say you're we a were band. famous. I mean, the, the, throw some instruments in the back yeah. and the. I mean, you we know. had girls taking posing like you know topless on the hood. They were just they were they just thought we were rock stars. Really, it was it was quite <laughs> it was quite strange. Was it all dudes or do you have any ladies do this? No, it's um, one of our uh, rule number forty three: no women. Uh, oh, it's, it's, uh, this is the we, boys' club. Yeah, oh. this is the boys' club. Okay. Yeah. I get a lot of shit from it from the from the lady uh, folks, but yeah. What's the reason for that? Because it gets a little. You worry more, I mean, or they they're the, taking the, fun the out rule, of it somehow, the, or it, it ruined it cock blocks your uh, your you know, chick finding abilities. I think it's more of just it, it's just a, a kind of a joke. Right? I mean, I honestly don't think women would sign up for this uh, and do this. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. But um, let's face it. You know, I mean, sometimes you get you know a boyfriend and girlfriend traveling together. They're not gonna. Not going to be as fun as, uh, yeah. you know, if it was just a bunch of single guys, you know? Right. And yeah, it's less safe. They don't want to get uh, broken down somewhere in a yeah. third world country. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, this, the, the race is designed for, for – it's, it's a guy's – it's a single bachelor road trip. It's, uh, it is. There's nothing – it's cheap cars, adventure, the unknown, beautiful women, local women, parties, and, uh, and, and sunshine. I mean, it's, you can't really ask for you know, a better, better guy's road trip than that. So did these towns on the checkpoints know that you were coming? Like oh, abs- the, no. No, you I'm, just rolled into town in your leopard skin, uh, leopard skin, <laughs> <laughs> leopard skin seats, your leopard, your leopard print limo, <laughs> underpants. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we didn't really give anyone advance warning. Um, no, there was not really a reason to. So of the eleven cars that started, how many finished? I think what six or seven. Okay, so you lost. You just leave them on the side of the road. <laughs> Pretty much, some some were left, you know, smoldering, <laughs> you know, blown tires. Yeah, no, some some broke down um, and couldn't make it. Some just, like, got lost and ended up being so behind us that they just, like, turned around. They just didn't make it. You know, they, they mm-hmm. didn't have enough time in their schedule. Um, so of the ones that broke down, what happened to those people? Did they just get in other cars and keep going? Yeah, sometimes people hopped in other cars. Some people just, yeah. I mean, it, it or all, did anybody just bail and fly home? There were some people that ended up just being stuck. I think, I can't remember if they got stuck in Poland or what. There's a guy that took a ferry back to Sweden, on a, took a boat. Uh, yeah, there's you know, most most people made it. You mm-hmm. know? But uh, what was the uh, some highlights along the way and the worst places you went through? To be honest, this trip was 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 such an it was a, the best two weeks of my life. And I think you know going into it, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. You know what was what happened, but you know there really wasn't any low points. I mean, we, we you know it was just the the people that were on it were just such a great group of guys we just we really clicked and um and i mean everybody to this day is still talking about it and telling stories i'm sure there's someone some of the guys probably from sweden are probably in a bar right now it's probably you know midnight over there they're probably telling the story right now on a saturday night um to, you know to people so no, we had a great time there really wasn't too many low points in it to be honest i mean there were some days you're you're hung over you're a long drive ahead of you that was i guess i guess it, but most of us just slept in the car um, the highlights. I mean, there was there was so many. I mean, we we ended up. Uh, one of them was we went to uh, Chernobyl, which uh, right. This is what I want to ask you about. Yeah, that was uh, how do we you know we just happened to be close to it. We were in Kiev, in Ukraine, and so how yeah, many so pe- it's Kiev and not Kiev. Um, you can say it, whatever. I mean, I'm American. I butcher all, you know, okay. foreign, foreign <laughs> I words. thought you were saying something that you know I didn't yeah, know. You wanted to eat, yeah. Oh, it's that proper Kiev. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah, I don't know if it's Kiev, but um, uh, you know, like chicken Kiev. Yeah, it does taste good. Um, <laughs> but so, so, we, so how we, far away from Kiev is this? It's only like a two. I think it was like a two-hour drive north. Now, when did the meltdown happen? What year was that? That was in '86. It was an eight. It's been that long. It's been that long. But the whole region, the whole town, is, is there a fence around it? Is it like barricades? There, oh, guarded? yeah. There's, um, I mean, not necessarily like a fence. There's base. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. So it's like you're driving through these, you know, you know, small, small little bumpy roads and you get to a, um, a checkpoint, a full on military checkpoint. They, you know, checking you in and out. And you're, and you're in what I was told, it's still kind of on the gray, in a gray zone where you're not really supposed to go in there. But if, you know, for people getting some money that, you know, for bribes, you basically get these guys that will take you there pay off one of the guards and let you in because it's still I, they've tried to open it for for like uh for tourism on like a bigger scale but i think it's just they don't have the money to to make it properly safe for people yeah there's and, still a lot of radiation and radiation the, yeah, yeah i actually had to get <laughs> yeah. rid of, i had to get rid of my shoes because uh when, Cause it's when in you, the soil when you come out they check you with these little you know geiger counters or whatever mm-hmm. and my, they're basically saying yeah your shoes are radioactive i'm wow. like 
oh, nice. So I had to ditch my shoes and uh, and get new new shoes. You weren't worried about your health at all doing this? Not really. No, I know. Crazy. It was, you know, no, not at all. There's a reason they put that lead apron on you at the dentist office when you're getting your x-rays done. No, yeah, it was, it, it was, uh, I think we were just all excited to, I mean, it was, you know, who, who can say they've been to, you know, blown nuclear reactors. Well, I've seen some of your photos. And it looks pretty it was, fascinating. It was, it was amazing. Describe it for people because it, it's like. I mean, well, it's, it's an, you know, picture an abandoned little town that like people yeah. just. So there was, you know, plates still on the kitchen tables and stuff it was really, it was eerie. And then it actually ended up raining, which was strange because the, the, the trip, the whole trip pretty much every day was sunny and beautiful. And it was even sunny when we left Kiev um, and we went up to, to Chernobyl all of a sudden it started raining. So it was kind of added to the. The, misery of the, the place, the misery and the ominous of it. It was like you know some of the you know, some of the buildings you're in. It's the water's dripping through the ceiling. There's trees growing up through the like the gymnasium floor. Yeah, really crazy stuff. But um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to explain. It's just it's I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I guess you know like the Salton Sea that that's kind of probably has that same feeling. But yeah, just picture you know little dolls, you know people's shoes. I mean, just anything's left there because it's it's. You know, a lot of stuff is still, you know, have radioactive material yeah. on it. So it people, is like a nuclear bomb went off. Yeah, so people don't really go in there and steal the stuff. Although there's been more and more people going in and stripping, like, the metals and stuff so they can make money on it. But, like, you know, I, there's, like, a pair. I remember taking a picture of a pair of, like, workman's boots. I don't really think people are that interested in getting the stealing those workman boots. Well, what is the reaction of people there? I mean, what do the locals think of it? And do they think it, I mean, how many people are still living around it? Do they talk about it? Do there's, they... there's a, I think the guy, there's, there was a guy that told us, gave us a little bit of facts. Um, I think there's like maybe three thousand workers that are still kind of in the, 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 the zone. I guess you would say the, 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 you know, the radioactive zone that are basically continuing to kind of try to like strip the stuff, the land for, from you know, you know, whatever's left right. there. And also, I, they're, from what it sounds like, they're still trying to raise money to basically cover the actual the the reactor that blew up oh. so like they so they're they're still constantly kind of working on it to kind of i guess keep the radiation in or something do you did you talk to people that remember and told stories of like the day they had yeah the, it was like people had like extra arms and stuff it was really bizarre extra what no i was checking although they do <laughs> no, but they should do they sit around the bar and they say oh i can tell you that they all remember where they were that day they had to leave you know they like um yeah, and I didn't really get. I mean, obviously, those would be the older generation. I didn't really talk right. to too many. They I can't do, believe it's been that long. Eighty six. Yeah. Well, wow. it's, it's technically like twenty five years ago. Twenty five years. But um, they do say a joke over there. It's like anyone, any woman born after eighty or eighty six and after. That's why they have such. They're so tall and like r- radioactive, you know, beauty with these long <laughs> legs. So, um, which is quite interesting. That when you do see it, you see the older Russian and Ukrainian women, and they're quite short and stumpy, and then you see these. Seven foot tall supermodels. So maybe it has something to do with the the radioactive material. I don't know. Well, remember our theories of the Russian women. The, once they, they hit thirty, they just well hit a wall. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they shrink. I think it's five not, feet. I don't think it's once they hit they get thirty. I think it's once they get married. They realize, yep, suckered this guy into this. Now, now, you know, now I can just let it go. <laughs> have some kids and let it go. But the Chernobyl stuff. I mean, it just. Did you have the urge when you were there because you do street art to steal did stuff? You, did you want to like tag the whole place? I did. Um, I was trying to bring some stuff to do do some work to put some some stuff up there, and it was just. Um, I don't know how you would have gotten that past. Well, security. I, no, we could totally could. There was no security. We could have done it. It's just the guy was saying you shouldn't really be touching a lot of the stuff because it's still, 
So I'm like, all right, I don't know if it's really worth, um, you know, because if you chir- if you basically stir up the dust and like you breathe it in, right, that's the worst part. So they, they so you say, weren't wearing a mask, you weren't doing no, anything. No, no. And they say the, the one thing is they say don't step on the mold because mold, I guess, retains or soaks up the radiation. But there's mold everywhere. There's like you know not mold, sorry, the moss. Moss, yeah. And it's, it was damp, wet. There's moss everywhere. So we're, everyone's kind of like jumping around through like from puddle to you know trying to find a patch of concrete. <laughs> and so we're all stepping in mold, so or moss. So that's why I think I had so much on my shoes. So you just gave up your shoes at the yeah, just, just and you just walked home barefoot. Walked home barefoot. And wow. Wet socks. Kept the socks. You still got the radioactive socks? No, actually, no, I think I've got rid of those. I'm sure they have holes in them, and I've pro- I probably ditched them somewhere in India. Well, that's crazy. So, uh, wow. so yeah, so highlights. So, yeah, I mean, I would say Chernobyl, definitely a highlight. Cosentip, of course, was amazing. It was, you know, we got there, so it was, it was that buildup of, like, we finally made it. That's the big finish. You're we at the big giant rave. Big giant rave. You know, great music. How many guys? Drinks. Ended, ended up ended, finish? Oh, well, I can't even remember how many total there was because there's, you know, three or four in each car. There's probably like 25, 30 of us. All Europeans? Any other Americans? No, we had or? some Americans, a couple Americans, some Hungarians, um, Swedish, Norwegian, um, Australian. It was just some randoms. How long did you stay in Cosentip at the end? We were only there for three days, but it was actually the perfect amount because Cosentip is very similar to like Vegas. You can't stay yeah. too long. Yeah, your liver, and, then, your, and your, your brain liver, falls out of your head. Yeah, your brain falls out. Your liver, you know, start to, <laughs> starts turning to stone. But yeah, as soon as we got there, we just all just kind of ran out into the Black Sea, jumped in, and just basically used it as like a, a bath and just kind of washed the dirt and grime off of us, and <laughs> and then just kind of put our swim shorts on and set, you know, went into the the Cosentip mode. Right. But it was, yeah, that was, I mean, there was so many great, great moments. We went to Krakow and had a good weekend there. Um, I mean, each place, we, all, we always found something to do because that's the thing with a, with a road trip that's two weeks long. There's going to be nights where you're going to end up in a place on a Tuesday night. And, you know, if you're not, it's you know, dead. it doesn't matter how big a city is, sometimes on a weeknight, you're not going to find much. So, right. But we always found enough places and there was a good, I mean, like let's say it was a good crew of people. So we always had fun. There was always something going on. There was actually quite a few nights we just felt like just not doing anything because we were just so exhausted. But yeah, uh, your body can only handle so but much. we did go, most people were pretty active and we went out pretty much every night. So, yeah, and it was, it was good. There was, a, I mean, just a lot of little random pit stops here and there and weird places and um, just meeting a lot of locals and, you know, pulling into little rest stops kind of in the countryside of Ukraine and no one speaks English and we're trying to trans- communicate with what we're eating. And so I'm drawing uh, little pig faces and pigs <laughs> and making squealing sounds on, of, of this pig or is this cow and chicken? That oh, was great. So, you know, we definitely uh, entertain the locals, that's for sure. So no injuries, nobody got sick. Anything like that? No injuries. Uh, I don't think anyone really got sick. I mean, I'm sure there was probably some random things. But no, nothing like, you know, that I can remember, like anyone really hurt or anything like that. Yeah. So what's your plan for this race? I mean, you look at this and, you know, this could be, uh, like you said, an amazing race kind of thing. Are you thinking maybe making this into a TV series or something or a well, film? there's been a lot of people, that, not a lot, but there's been a, you know, some friends here in, in, in Los Angeles that have... have you know, express interest in turning it into a TV series. But right now it's all talk, a lot of hot air. So if they want to, yeah, I'm all for that. That'd be great. Um, but uh, I'm not really losing too much sleep over it. You have a 2012 version planned? 2012, that's this. That's this year. That's this this that's summer. This year, Mike, yes. This coming it. year. See, I've, I've yeah. caught up to the years now. This yes, is 2012. So t- the 2012 uh, route is starting in Budapest. 
I like it already. Yep. I'm good, a fan of Budapest. Good kickoff city. Um, and then we're going down to Croatia. I'm going to hit the Croatian coastline. Down, Beautiful. Been there. Down Dalmatian to, coast. Down Lovely. Down to like Montenegro, Albania, Macedonia. Mm. And then we're going to cut over, heading east towards uh, Bulgaria, Romania. Go through Moldova, which is another little sketchy old Russian yeah. country. And then um, down to uh, Tip in Ukraine. Wow. So that sh- should take us through about 12 countries. There's a few little little break-off points that we might want to hit, like Sarajevo, Kosovo, some of these places that have, you know are now just allowing foreigners in. So it's not 100% if we're going to be able to get into some of these places, but we're going to try. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I think the goal is with, these race, with this race is we always try to do something that's a little different with like the Chernobyls or the... You know, so if there's something that, that's, that's close by that sounds interesting to hit, we'll do it, you know? And, and, it's, and it's left, you know, kind of loose loose schedule so we can do that stuff it's not you know and some nights we might some of us you know like you know some people might go somewhere else and and you know change change the route a bit so so if people want to do the black sea run where can they go what's the website well it's black sea run.com black sea run.com that's where it's at. that's handy yeah easy to remember Work, worked out yeah <laughs> um so that was your summer that was a summer so did you that. did your summer there and uh and then you were talking about going to back to india back to goa Back to India. First, let's go back to last year when you said when you were leaving, we caught you right before you're leaving. Yeah. And you said you wanted to do your art all around the world. Yes. Street art. You were going to do all these buildings. Yes. You go to some remote place in Iceland, I remember you saying. I did some stuff in Iceland. Um, I did stuff through Spain, Amsterdam, um, Poland. Um, So I did stuff in Europe. And then I went to India and I was painting in India as well. Um, You know, I think after the Black Sea Run, I think I was just really kind of exhausted from traveling i mean 22 countries is it's a lot a lot you know and uh, i think i'm learning now i don't know if i was just because i'm getting older but traveling, it is trust me yeah is it, is it, is it that is that our shoulder pain yeah uh, <laughs> my bursitis from carrying a bag uh, yeah old man um no but i know but it's just the constant moving yeah. i mean i just did it for three months and it's yeah I that, think that wore me out three months is what three months is a good time i think after three months then it just you know, you start to lose. You start to lose that inspiration to get out and see new things. And when you're in a place, yeah, you, you it's just become, overload. It's overload. So, like, I I ended up in Sri Lanka, and I really wanted to go to Sri Lanka, and I, but I got there, and I was just so beat up and tired from from traveling. And I think also after traveling in, with such a great group of people and in such a different way, you know, going with little cars and doing what you want, getting back to like the normal kind of you know typical backpacker type style bus schedules and yeah, doing bus, this and, and I was alone. It was just I just. I it's just, tough to go it was, back. It was tough to be alone. Basically, being like, yeah, I was like, I'm not special anymore. Kind of, it was kind of <laughs> that feeling. So I'm just uh, a schmo with a backpack going another, through Sri Lanka. Yeah, and so, um, and it was the weather was bad. It was the monsoon that had hadn't finished yet, and so I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm not going to butcher this country and and go around kind of half assing it. So I decided I'll come back another time. I'll save because I mean now I've I've been to almost over 100 countries now mm-hmm. in my in my whole last seven years of traveling or eight years of traveling so i kind of want to leave something to do down the road that i'm kind of excited about and haven't seen yet so uh and also sri lanka when i was there it felt very similar to to south india i mean everything was exactly the same the right the the, the weather the people the um i mean the, the well buildings. they have a long history those countries yeah i mean i mean the the ads that you see on the with side each other the road, i mean yeah 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 but uh sri lanka though has been through a lot of like war and stuff recently yeah, well, and now over- i guess everything's okay i mean i didn't i didn't really get very far in there so like i said i was there for like five or six days and then i realized i needed to um 
I actually needed to go to the dentist. So I flew to, to Bangkok to see my dentist. Um, oh, your Thai dentist. My Thai dentist. Is that what you're calling her now? Um, yeah, he, he's, he actually went to school in Chicago. Oh, did he? In his office, he's got a, he's got his, you know, diploma, I don't know, what was it, his degree, I guess, would be one of that. I'm going to the dentist on Tuesday. What does the Thai dentist charge? Uh, what are you getting done? What did you get done? Well, I just I ended up getting a checkup and a cleaning. I thought there was Well, what does that cost in Thailand and Bangkok? Um, it was like, I think a couple hundred, ba- 500 bucks. I mean, basically the equivalent of like 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah. And the guy's great. Mm-hmm. Remember, I, I remember I, the first time I went to him. Is this with X-rays? No, they didn't. Not that you need because no, you're already uh, yeah. radioactive. Exactly. You came in there glowing. Yeah, he, I can see your teeth. Yeah, exactly. I can see your fillings. I remember when I first went to him. He, he, uh, my first time. This was about in 2004 or something. He, uh, he said I, I had a root canal done, and he was checking it. He's like, who did this root canal? Would you get this done in Mexico? And I had it done here. So he's basically <laughs> saying like the dentists in the U.S. were shit. So he ended up having he ended up fixing it for me because it was it was done like piss poor and so it's funny having you know you think the opposite like what did the root canal cost there oh it was nothing he he literally redid the whole root canal and you know, fixed the whole thing and put the cap on and everything and it, it might have cost me four hundred bucks three hundred bucks wow here it would have cost like seventeen hundred oof yeah well I, medical medical tourism is a very big deal in in yeah. Thailand and India. I mean, Thailand is, I think, a little more attractive because they have you know, a lot of these hospitals in some of these places. They're like are, resorts. They're like right five-star the resorts. Yeah. yeah, I think they're literally, some of them are just made out of a, ho- they're a hotel, really. Yeah. And the lobby's just an operating room. So, no, it's uh, big business. And that's when you know there's something really wrong with our system. Yeah. When it's cheaper to fly halfway around the world, yeah. get your work done, and fly home oh, yeah. after two weeks. I mean, and I, it's cheaper than getting it done in your own city here. Yeah, the last time I was in, when I was in Thailand getting my, you know, this last September and I was getting my teeth cleaned, the... I met a couple that were in the, you know, up in the swimming pool, an older couple, and they were, they were there. He was about, the guy was about to go into like heart surgery. Yeah. He was telling me how, I think it's costing him like, I think 30 something grand to do it over there. And here it's like over a hundred something or it's, wow. it's like, it was, it was so, couldn't even compare the two. It was just like night and day. And there's a lot of like typical knee replacements and all oh, hip, yeah. hip replacements, and all that tons stuff. Of basic yeah, stuff yeah. But he was doing like a serious, That's a big like, deal. Triple bypass. Triple bypass like is a something. big one. Yeah. So um, and they're all trained here, you know. They all yeah. go to school here. Yeah. But years ago, they would have stayed here and made their livings, and now they're realizing, well, I can go back. Well, most and, of the, and most, most of the doctors in the U.S. are Indian, anyways. Right. And well, they don't want to deal with the a the insurance costs here. Yeah. Which are massive malpractice insurance yeah. and all that other stuff. A lot of them are going back. Yeah. yeah that's why they're like, you know, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just. Yeah, no, advertise I mean, online and you can come see me and, yeah, and then you get a private nurse there a private room things that you don't get here yeah I mean the know? dentist that I go to in Bangkok it's a, he, he, most of his clients are probably 90% as he says foreigners Yeah, and they're just kind of like me they go there and they, they realize how cheap it is so for a lot of these people they can fly from like a lot of them are from England they can fly with their the, you know, British with their messed up teeth oh they're getting oh they're getting dental work done yeah. finally yeah oh so they, my so gosh so they fly from England uh, they pay hardly anything for a flight or whatever it is for the flight, and it, yeah, it, ends, up, London, it, it ends up making they get a vacation out of it for what yeah. they would have paid just to go to a dentist in England and a lot of massages too on top of it. Uh, that's uh, some good food and good food time. I can't wait to get back. Yeah. Wait. So now, okay. So after Sri Lanka, you said I'm going to get well, my teeth done in Bangkok, and then did you go to Goa? Yeah, that and was then I, that, I was just going to Thailand, literally get my teeth done, pick up some stuff I needed that I knew I would want in Thailand or in, in India that today I didn't have. 
Uh, so I did some shopping. Then, uh, yeah, then I was in Goa for four months. Back to the beach in Goa, Back India. Back to the beach in Goa, India. Sort of sort, uh, working on some new products. That this I, is like uh, your third or fourth season down there, right? I've been there. I've been there a lot. Yeah, a lot of time. You over it yet? I'm definitely over going there and just sitting sitting on the beach and doing nothing for like six months. Yeah. But going there, you know, and for a week or two, just on vacation, yeah, no, it's great. I'm definitely not over that. <laughs> definitely not over that. What was your plan in Goa? You were going to work. You were going to start a business there. Yeah. You were going to paint. You, uh, you had a lot of big plans. It's still doing it, really. I mean, just the, the business is, is you know, opening a business in India is, is, is taking a lot longer than I would think. So, uh, so yeah, so basically the same setup. It's still doing it. So I'll be back in Mumbai in a month as soon as my visa is sorted out and I can get there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Has Goa and the beach changed at all in the time you've been going in the last few years? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... What's different now? Well, they're, they're, you know, they're constantly cracking down on, on the fun that you can have there. They're, they're always you know, putting bands on nightclubs or, 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 or you know, that you can't play music too loud. Um, uh, the, obviously, the prices have gone up. Um, and, and just, I don't know if it's just the economy, you know, that it's been rough for the last few years. The the Mumbai bombings in two thousand, what was that nine or yeah, it was it was two thousand nine because yeah, I, got, I, I mean, came like two months after. It's it's just it's it's slowing down each year. It's still a great place. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't. I actually, I mean, you know, it's not. I mean, actually, having less foreigners sometimes is a good thing, right? Um, but it's definitely changing. Of course, I mean, everything changes with with with. Um, with tourism, I, I was actually I remember years ago I used to talk about how tourism kills culture. And you know, when I was in Mongolia, I was I was up there with my iPod and my you know fancy camera, and, and these people had never seen a white person before, and they were so fascinated by all the stuff I had. But yet I was it was hard not to realize that I was influencing these young kids to see me, and they want to they want what I have. They so want some of that, man. They want some of that. They want a little iPod, so they realize you know what maybe living out here and you know milking the cows and and uh, and hunting, you know, catching fish is not the way to go. They they so a lot of this the younger generations now are are being are, are sending back to go to the cities and to to make money. And or so the, in a way, the, it's killing culture. Basically, our in our Western influence is just making people give up their a lot of their their stuff that they've been doing for thousands of years. Or they could just go down the road to China and build the iPod. <laughs> they well, go work in the factory and make it. Yeah, because it's uh, I don't doesn't they, come too far. Yeah, I don't think they want that. I think they want they want. No, you know what I mean, though. But it, it's gonna. Yeah, none of that stuff was there either, yeah. and uh, so it's constantly changed. The world's constantly changing. I think, um, you know, when I went to Tibet in 2005, um, I just talked to a friend that in India that was just there, and how things have changed with the road that is basically a highway from Lhasa, Lhasa uh, to, to Mount Everest. And so things are changing. I'm surprised there's not like a Starbucks there. Yeah. And the internet is making everything smaller, the yeah. world smaller. Yeah. It's so really um, I, I, that's, my, that's my message is always see what you can now because it really is changing. Like anyone that's sitting back at home thinking, oh, I'll go see that in, in 10 years from now. You're missing out on so much that it's hard to even really explain how, how I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to see, have seen what I have seen. And I know the stuff that I've seen five years ago. I'll never find it again. It just it doesn't exist. There's just the, it's changed. People have changed. Uh, you know, go back the 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 whole the whole you know landscape is is just being destroyed. Buildings being put up, and all in the hopes to make money. In the in the name of progress. In the name of progress. If that's progress, God bless us. <laughs> well, did uh, you came back here? 
now you've been back since what only a few weeks yeah back to la yeah you're gonna work and now you're turning around and leaving tomorrow again no i came back i came back for some family i had some family stuff i had to deal with see the family for a bit and uh came back through la to see some friends talk about the black sea run uh possible tv series which who knows will happen and yeah so i'm uh, i'm i'm leaving on sunday you're leaving on sunday back to india but mumbai back this to time india with a little stopover in um in thailand okay yeah thailand Some business to do in thailand bangkok back to bangkok or any back other places bangkok. back to bangkok for now i'm not sure what uh, i have there's a i might have to head down to malaysia and singapore but it's pretty much loose right now what's your visa situation Got all kinds of visas. Which ones do you want to know? <laughs> got pa- I got multiple passports. Do you? Yeah. How? My mom's Canadian. Oh, you bastard. Yeah. So I, I kind of break a lot of rules with having two passports, you know, because they, you know, they they can't catch you. They you go in on one. Oh, that's come great. Back in on another. That Canadian passport. Yeah. I would use that all the time. Yeah. You know, they see that American passport. It's a whole different set of rules sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, to be honest, (laughs) Canada and England, they don't, it's not that much different. I mean, they. No, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, uh, you can, you, and plus visa wise and work wise, the Commonwealth states, I mean, it's a lot easier. I've actually found getting visas is actually easier than the American passport. I've been to countries like. Really? Yeah. You went to Turkey just recently, right? Yeah. You know, when you had to pay that, you pay the little entry visa or whatever it is, like a tourist visa they give Mm -hmm. you at the airport. For Canada, it's like 60 euro. For the U.S., it's like, you know, half of that. Yeah, it was the it's equivalent like, of like 20 to 25 bucks. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like 60, U, 60 U.S. for Canadian. Really? And the same with other visas. Um, I, I think I was in, was it Nepal, Mongolia, like has stuff that, you know, the U.S. has actually some decent deals on on, on visas. Hmm. You know, so, uh, it, I, but I use that as my advantage. I see that. Oh, I'm going to hide the Canadian one. Here's an American <laughs> one. And then the vice versa, so... Um, but yeah, so yeah, so back back on uh, on Sunday, I'm running out of pages on my passport. You ever run out of pages? I've run out of pages twice. What happens that? I'm I'm wondering. It's quite easy. You go to an American embassy and say I've run out of pages, and they stick a whole new stack of pages in there. And you can oh, only they just do like it, kind you of can only staple it, it in. You can only do it twice. No, they don't staple it in. It's literally like taped in. Oh. Um. So now I've got a, a you know a, a passport that's the size of a small book. <laughs> so, uh, two hundred pages. It's like a Stephen King novel. Here. Yeah, pretty much. So it's yeah, mine's mine's due for a change. Although I'm actually I gotta uh, get a new one. It's it's a, it's running out in uh, next year. So you're gonna be in Mumbai and Bangkok for how long? Is there a plan this time? What is the plan? Well, I've got the Black Sea Run this summer, so I, I'll be in Mumbai until uh, around July, and then I'll be over there in Europe for the Black Sea Run. You trying to talk me into this? Is this what you're doing? Should um, I do it? Mike, there is a oh, rule. What, what is the age uh, limit? Yeah, is there an age discrepancy? Say, there is. There is. There's a clause for women and there's a clause for old men. Come on now. Um, yeah, Be rule, nice Rule here. number 39. What was... <laughs> no one over 40. Who was the old... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, uh, I'm 29 as far as the business knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Who was not the enough. oldest guy on the, on, the, on the trip this time? Uh, gosh, I feel like I've probably been the oldest guy most of the time. I oh, come on, really? Yeah, at 27, you wouldn't, wouldn't believe it. No, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. There were, there were, most of the people were, yeah, my age and under. Um, and you're in your, let's say, early 30s? 30s, so 29. <laughs> 29. Okay, Hollywood. For, yeah, 29. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, most, I think the, probably the oldest was 33. That sounds like a challenge to me. You don't think I can handle it? I, I know you couldn't handle it. <laughs> 
I absolutely know your wheelchair doesn't. We don't, it's not wheelchair accessible. <laughs> what if I get my own car? I'll go get a nice car, nice something something comfy, but uh, you know within the boundaries of the rules. Yeah, I mean we're we're gonna. We're, what we're, if I just joined you for the, like the last five days? Well, we're in the process of <laughs> we're in the process of the, a couple of us trying to decide if we can get a school bus, old old style school okay. bus, turn it into kind of like a hippie hippie wagon thing with a bed in the back and, and go that but we're trying to like figure the merry out merry pranksters you can do like whole ken kesey thing yeah we're trying to sort out the 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 legal side of it if if we have to have a certain bus license or that type crap oh. so which can be boring but again I, when, did, when have you worried about licenses and I rules in this whole i know thing. we don't it's, it's some of the other people that i'm that i want to do it with they're a little more uh straightforward <laughs> than i am i'm uh, i just say wing it you know, let's go with it right we can we can pay the right people well how about that if i if i can i come for like the last week or one week of it? Do I have to do the full two no, weeks? No, if you're going to, you got to be. You're either all in or you're all out. Yeah, right. exactly. We oh, don't okay. need any half-assed older people, so, <laughs> you know, come on. I might surprise you. Maybe I'll show up. Yeah. Maybe I do it. Yes. I haven't been to a bunch of, I've been to Croatia, and I've been to, uh, where you start? Oh, Budapest. Budapest. I would go just to go to Budapest. I love Budapest. Yeah, our first, I think we're going to start at, I don't know, did you go to that hot, the hot, the, the bath they have? Yes. The, the main one? Yes. I, told, I think I told you about it, but. The big one, yeah, yeah. yeah. In there's the park. Huge, there's a huge parking lot right there, right in front of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that weird sundial thing, you see that sundial? That's going to be where you start? That's where we're, we're well, since it's, it's a great place to start, because not only is it a free parking spot, so we can put all our cars there, and then in the morning, when we start off, I'm not jumping in that car right now, I'm going in the hot spring. You get a nice I'm, bath. I'm get a nice bath before Absolutely. I Absolutely. So yeah, we're starting off in the water. You know, start off in the and, and start a, off in the water. You end in the water. Exactly. So, I like it. Yeah. So uh, so that's where we're starting. All right, Jimmy. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. When uh, if I see you back here again, when would it be? You think? You don't know. You don't. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. To be honest, <laughs> I just don't have a flight tomorrow night at 11:30. But other than that, no, I don't know. Um, you know, I'll probably be. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe. Next year, some end of next year, sometime. Do you need a host for the uh, Black Sea Run? I might if, be available. If we, if we get a TV show going, maybe you can be the. What is the guy from Amazing Race? Oh, Phil. What's his face? Probes or Jeff Probes? Is that that's Survivor? Survivor. Either way, Survivor meets Amazing Race. <laughs> I'll be meets, your Probes. I don't care. Meets. Uh, I'm in. Cannonball Run. I can meet you at the checkpoints along the way. There you go. Hand people their challenges. Yes. I, I, this I, writes itself. It is. It's. I mean, the show's amazing. I don't know why people. You know, there people are right now. I've been told they're pitching the show. I don't know who they're pitching to, uh, other than themselves. Who's they? Just friends of mine that are, you know, producers and okay. produce on TV shows here, that have all, you know, talked a good game. So we'll see. Well, we're creating a buzz on this uh, mo- yes. very how, well how listened many, podcast. How, yeah, exactly. exactly. How many listeners? Dozens of have? people are going to know about Two this. Two or three. <laughs> say hello. I gotta say hi to all your fans. That's right. <laughs> all, all your fan. All your fan. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so check it out, blackseerun.com. Um, and uh, and your art. Where can people see your art? On the streets, streets of Mumbai. There's a website to see it though, right? Is it uh, Swift no, Art. I'm just on a face. I'm just on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So the, what? I think it is. Yeah, Swift Art on Facebook. Swift Art on Facebook. Yeah, you have to have two names. I hate going by the the, the last name, but yeah, it's Swift Art. Jimmy, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, man. Again, thanks for having me I and for being our first repeat guest. Yeah, I think am I the the dumbest person that want to come back here or what? Yes, you're the most naive. Yeah. I Actually, I don't think you have anything else to do. Really, it's yeah, part of it. Absolutely, just bored. <laughs> Just killing, just, killing, yeah. just killing a lovely Saturday afternoon here. That's right. Thanks for coming by, though. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Jimmy Swift, everybody. Traveling man. 